Hello, hello. Welcome back to my Big Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Tina Kay. How are you guys? I'm fucking late. Don't even start with me because I woke up cranky. I've been cranky all week, actually. So let's not even get into it. You stay over there. I'll stay over here. Okay? <laughs> do you do that with your partner? Do you give warnings? Like, listen, I I already woke up on some shit. Don't fucking add to it because I will go off. I do that. I'll be like, listen, just giving you a heads up. It's not personal to you, but I'm already annoyed. So any little extra is going to fucking piss me off. What do we have today? I have... What does that sound like? Yep. Where's the water? Don't know. And I really don't care. I also have my iced coffee, which I, as you could tell, I don't need any more. <laughs> I don't need any more. But it's in a new cup. My friend, Zena, she got me this beautiful purple tumbler. The, you know the Starbucks tumblers? And you know how they make like, some people collect them like crazy. You know, they come out with pretty colors and textures. She got me this beautiful, crystally looking purple one. And you know what's so crazy when she brought, did I tell you guys this? Oh my God, am I repeating myself? I don't know. The days are blurred, whatever. If I'm repeating myself, I'm repeating myself. I also got her a disco ball gift it's a disco ball cup. I had one and I feel like she was like, oh my God, that's so cute. And then I found one and I got it for her. Isn't that so funny? Women, we get each other little gifts, like cups. I feel like that's such a friend to friend gift. I was like, oh, how typical. <laughs> but I love it. I appreciate it. I love a Starbucks tumbler. I've had, I'm not like a collector and I don't go out of my way to get them. I have two and they're old. I've had them for years. I put them in the dishwasher. They're just like kind of worth the money. I don't think you need to have every single one ever. But my mom got me the other two that I have just like through the years. And I still have them. Perfect condition. They keep the drink nice. So great gift. I love it. Thank you, Zena. What are we going to do today? Okay. So I had the idea of doing the topics of like the topics of. I had the idea of doing am I the asshole one of you suggested it and I was like that's great or what would Tina do or basically what I've always done on Instagram which is like dating advice um not because I think I'm an expert or like (laughs) just because it's funny not because I think I'm smarter or better no I I have nothing figured out I have no one to say anything I give terrible advice but people really like my responses. I don't know why. Anytime I've ever done advice or just questions on Instagram, on Instagram stories, I always get like a major response of, oh my God, I love when you do this. I love your responses, like tons of laughing responses. So I figure why not do it now? Because what's coming up, ladies? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is next week. Right now it's Wednesday. I'm actually posting this today. So it's February 8th. I'm going to post it as soon as it's done. That's kind of the convenience of not doing video, babe. Yeah. But I think I've already told you, I feel like video is better reserved for interviews and, you know, when there's 
video subject to go with it. I don't think it's necessary when it's just like me and my stupid face sitting here. <laughs> like, like maybe, but I just feel like it's not necessary. So anyway, Valentine's Day is next week. Tuesday? Let me look. Let's look at the calendar. Let me see. Yes, next Tuesday. Um, so I figured we'll do like dating advice and stuff like that. So before we get into that, let's go over some hot topics. An interesting one, which I don't know if you guys will find interesting or if you've done this. If you haven't gone on TikTok, please. I mean, like, can you get on TikTok so you know what I'm referencing? Um, people have been clocking Alex. You know, Alex Earl, the blonde uh, TikToker influencer content creator there's so many fucking names for it the blonde the pretty blonde she's skinny she's tiny she goes to college in Miami and she just like took off and I think I've spoken about her on an episode and I said what my theory is as far as why she took off I'll give you a summary if I didn't I think part of it is the press about it the more people talk about you on TikTok whether it's bad or good your page is going to go viral So just the dissertation of why is she going viral also added to her virality. (laughs) It added to her growth and followers. That's my theory. Now people are further dissecting it and going through her following and basically claiming that she has fake followers. Because if you go to some of her following, you'll see that they're not real accounts. And the only accounts that they're following are verified accounts. And I do have some insight on this. I should have just made a TikTok about it. But I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like it. I feel I felt like talking about it here because I hate rush talking. Um, part of, I talk slow. Part of the reason I talk slow is, is, is it has to do with cognition. I do very well. But, you know. You know the vibes. And um, with nerve damage, brain damage, I just like operate a little bit slower, you know? And I fucking hate rushing through my thoughts and like trying to fit everything into 60 seconds. Anywho, I think, okay, fake followers. It is a real thing. There's accounts, right? There's, There's websites for this. There's accounts for this. There's ways to get a huge number of fake followers where Instagram doesn't know how to spot it and remove them. And years ago, it would be like a website that you can buy them and your account will jump up in followers. But Instagram has a way of filtering it out. So as soon as you jump up, like days later, you'll see it decrease. Obviously, because people realize that didn't work, there's a new market of finding a way to make that work. Now, there's literally many companies that have people with thousands of phones set up with thousands of fake accounts where if you pay the fee, it's basically like having a real follower follow you. So the the number won't go back down because it registers to Instagram as a real follower. It's not just like a program because there's two ways you can do it. There's a way where it's like an AI generated influx of followers 
And then Instagram will see, oh, that's AI generated. They're not real accounts. It's not by a real email. It's not by a real phone number. It's just spam account bots, basically bots, right? People have figured out how to make bots, but in a real way. So, so Instagram can't, Instagram won't notice it and make it decrease, make the following go back down basically. So you'll get an influx of followers and the old way, the spam bot accounts, you would go back down in followers. Now there's ways to buy followers where it's actual accounts and Instagram can't really take them down unless you um, go against their guidelines or get reported, right? So now there's real, real ways to do it. And you could find literature on this. You could find, I think a few different journalists have deep dived into this and the people who do this are in China and the Czech Republic, Russia. Part of the reason they do this is, you know, just for money. Um, and then an, another part is a whole different, like, <laughs> is a whole different, like, spyware technology type of shit, right? But that's usually where they do it. Um, Okay. So my theory, so that's the background of how you get fake followers and how it works and why when you go to certain people's accounts and you go through their followers and you'll see they have millions, like Kim Kardashian's notorious for this, like millions and millions and millions. But when you look at the people following, it's not actual people. And there's a way to see, because if you go to these accounts, you look at who the accounts are following. There's TikToks about this that are going viral. But basically, if you go into Alex's following, look at the people following her and look at the ones that look like fake accounts and you'll see like, oh, these aren't real accounts. The thing is they are real accounts. They're just not, they're probably held by like one person who has a diff, a million different phones set up and a million different emails set up and a million, like it's just how it is. Literally they're able to do this by the millions. Um, the other thing is bots are real, okay? The bot accounts, the spam bot accounts, they're real. And, oh God, it's so complex to navigate through. I'm going to try to keep it. I'm going to try to keep the words as simple as possible. When your account is growing, when you are going viral, it's inevitable that you will get bot spam accounts following you. So the more people following you naturally, Real people, the more people naturally following you, real people, the more spam bot accounts will find you and also follow you. Her DMs are probably overloaded with fucking spam. Like, because I get tons, tons of spam bots, emails, all different types of shit. It's just how Instagram is. It's just how it is. But... If I was in the millions, it'd probably be way worse. So I'm, my theory is, I don't think that, I know people don't want to believe this, but I don't think that they're, I don't think she bought followers. I just don't. Like if she did, I'm so fine with being wrong. I really don't care. But I just don't think that happens. I think when you get millions of followers, there'll be tons of bot accounts because there's also people trying to break into the account it's all different types of shit. And then it's also, okay, if someone who bought followers is also following you, 
the accounts will follow each other. So say if your friend bought followers and now she's got 80,000 followers and she just started following Alex Earl. You know her followers are fake. She knows her followers are fake. She's following Alex Earl. Those fake followers, the spam bot followers, whatever, will now follow Alex's account to make it look more genuine. There's a whole science to it. You could find YouTube videos on this. I've I've watched YouTube videos on this because I did my research. I know all about the fake accounts and stuff like that. That's how it works. I don't think she went on and like paid money. I don't think it's like a fake it till you make it thing. Like she bought some followers. So, so now people are interested because why does this girl have a million followers? People go viral all the time and are not able to hold an audience. When you go to her TikTok, she consistently carries over a million views. Now, if she had all these followers, but the engagement was lower, that would be suspicious. Do, do I think she's got fake followers on her thing? Yes, I think her accounts probably have spam in there, but that's inevitable. There's no way to like filter out all of the spam fake accounts that are going to follow you. I probably have spam fake accounts following me right now. And if I bought followers, wouldn't I have more than what the fuck I have? Like, I would shoot for the stars, babe. Like, I would I would buy for a million. I wouldn't buy a few. Like, it's just, ha- you probably have, if you have a public account right now, you probably have some spam following you. It's just how it is. There's way too many spam accounts on Instagram, and Instagram sucks. They don't know how to filter it out. And I'm sure TikTok is similar. But her engagement is high. People are interested in what, she's doing and you could tell by the tiktoks picking apart her following people like her and they like to not like her right she's carrying engagement she's carrying an audience if her whole audience was just bought and fake she wouldn't still have the engagement but people like her people actually like her She's not shoving something down your throat all the time. She's not selling something all the time. She's not trying to give you makeup advice. She's literally just living and people like to watch it because she's pretty, she's rich, she's young. She goes to, I didn't even know about the, the, is it a university? I didn't even know about my, I don't know shit about colleges, but I guess Miami college is like a big deal. People want to go there really, I don't fucking know anything about it, but It's interesting to watch. It's so far removed from the bullshit in the world. It's part of escapism and it's also part of interest. Like, oh my God, that's how those girls live. (laughs) The girls that seem that we're made to believe are better than us because they're skinny, better than us because they're pretty, better than us because they're blonde. Like the shit that that society have been trying to program women to believe for years. She is the embodiment of it, right? Tiny, blonde, blonde rich, pretty, like all of it. And we get to see into her life and she's actually nice, right? She's a real person. She, If you follow her account, she's she's fairly nice. Like she's not rude to her followers. She doesn't come off entitled. She's pretty real. And I just see people constantly picking shit apart, but it's like, this is a very natural response. I don't I don't see the confusion as to like, why did she blow up and somebody else didn't blow up? This is years of society programming trying to program women over and over and over again. Like it's very, it's very easy to figure out. Like think of it like Paris Hilton. Like why did everybody fall in love with Paris Hilton? She's just an heiress. There's tons of heiresses. There's tons of rich people. Like there's tons of rich, pretty people. But she was all of it. Skinny, 
blonde, pretty, nice, and kind of down to earth for being so rich. Like, it's like a combination that you can't help but be interested in because of the society that we're in. So I don't really think there's much confusion. I think it's just people don't want to want her to be so successful because, you know, it's, it's annoying. Like so many people don't fit into that mold, but at the same time, it's like, it is interesting to look at. That's it. And it's okay that it's interesting. She is going on them brand trips. though. And I also have something to say about the brand trip. So I'm going to switch topics now. Um, okay. I saw a lot of this is like response to TikToks, but I feel like TikTok really has a pulse on what's going on. So somebody made a TikTok. I forgot her fucking, I should have saved it. I did comment on it. She was saying she's a plus size influencer or a curvy influencer. I don't know how she wants to be labeled, but she advocates for plus size models and women and, and stuff of that genre and she made a video and she's like when is there going to be plus size girls on the brand trips when is there going to be curvy girls on the brand trips when is there going to be more representation on the brand trips and she meant for everything she meant for handicapped she meant for black girls she meant for spanish she meant everything she didn't mean just plus size girls i commented and said the brands who would have the knowledge and the state of mind and the knowing to do that aren't wasting money on brand trips. I can't fucking believe that they're still brand trips. Do they go viral? Yes, but they don't really sell product. It just gives press to the brand. And I think brand owners see one person do it and then they feel auto. It's very much like don't follow, don't look at Instagram and compare yourself. Brand owners do that shit. Like they're looking at brands going on trips and they're like, oh fuck, we need to do a trip. We need, and they're going to their PR girl and they're like, who should we bring on a, on a brand trip? How could we get a brand trip? Like what's the cheapest we could do, but like the best email hotels, like they're, they're fucking head is spinning thinking they got to do brand trips, but it is not beneficial. And that's why the brands who would bring people of representation of all different kinds, not just skinny, pretty white and light skinned people, not like, no, real people that you can relate with, the micro-influencers that you actually like and adore and follow their story. Those fucking brands are not doing brand trips because they're dumb. (laughs) They're fucking dumb. The events, brands have, I don't go to these events anymore. Brands that have events, they have like parties, um, dinner is a popular one. They'll get together and have dinner. It doesn't do much. And in your head you think it will it does and it depends for the reason like if you have a brand trip and you have a contract of like what you want posted what you want said that would be more beneficial but influencers don't want to do that because on the whole trip you're working and it's non-stop and it's a lot of work and you don't get paid you just go on the trip for free so it's like it doesn't really help the brand get sales and when you're too lenient and they don't use any of your product, it really doesn't get any representation on the product. It's just basically getting your name in front of more people, like the more people. So basically, Alex Earl just went to a trip with Glow Recipe. She went with Michaela Monet. If you know the TikTok girls and the influencers, you know what I'm talking about. Michaela Monet and like the top girls in the headlines at the moment. And um, 
The vibes were weird. Um, they did talk about some of the glow recipe, but like, I didn't see anyone posting with Glow Recipe. I didn't see Glow Recipe around the hotel rooms. Like, it just was like a bunch of influencers getting a free trip with a brand and like using a couple of the dewdrops. <laughs> and I get it. It's, it's probably because they didn't want to be too much pressure with the influencers, but it's also like they wanted, they thought a brand would be beneficial. And maybe it was beneficial. Maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. But just based on people watching, it's like so off-putting. So you want people, okay, you want people who make $25 an hour to buy your $40 serum because you're watching these rich, beautiful influencers go fucking skiing and drink all day instead of going to hustle their ass off for $25 an hour. And now I'm supposed to buy your $40 dewdrops. It's just very tone deaf and stupid. And that's why I said, I think the brands who are in the know enough to pick influencers that people actually like wouldn't be as tone deaf to even do a fucking brand trip. It's stupid. I have a proposal though. (laughs) I should really be in PR marketing, I'm telling you. Maybe I will. I don't know. Hold on. I have to take a sip. Maybe I no, I'm a I'm a consultant for beauty brands. Um, they hire me to ask me questions, but I don't do the marketing with influencers. I do it with products, but I think I'm gonna go into influencer marketing. I'm gonna try. Cause I just like it. I like talking about it too much. Um, I think brands should do this. I think they should pick If they're going to use the most influential, whether they're pretty or white or skinny, it doesn't matter. Whatever they're representing. If they're going to use the most influential people, why don't you invite them to go fucking help something? Go help something. You got all this fucking money to burn. Why don't you fucking go work with beauty to the streets? You know who that is? I've been following her for a really, really long time. She's on Instagram, but now she does a lot of TikTok because TikTok has more reach. You got to use this shit to your advantage. She started with working with beauty brands to help people on Skid Row clean them up, give them, make them feel like a human being, not just give them free food, but but haircuts, hair dye, makeup, help them get job interviews and things of that nature, right? You might know who I'm talking about. She's making it bigger a lot recent. Like she's really been going viral recently, which is great. But she's been doing this for a very long time. She's extremely inspirational. She's one of my favorite accounts. I really, really admire her work. I think brands should follow that a bit. Like you have product you want to send to influencers for free, right? You have money to go on a fucking brand trip, right? Why don't you go get your ass over to Skid Row with these pretty girls that get millions of fucking views, and show you helping the fucking community around you. You live in these areas. Why don't you find something local to your area and help the people in your community? And it doesn't even have to be as as deep down as Skid Row because some people don't feel comfortable going down there. I get it. I get it. It's not ideal. There's other ways to help. You can go to fucking animal shelters. You can go to hospitals. You can go do a Ronald McDonald thing. You can go see kids in, you could go see little girls in cancer, cancer, um, what do they call it? Cancer what? 
the cancer units and hospitals. Why the fuck are you, why are you doing brand trips? I don't get it. We're, we're in a place in the world where so many people need help. And if you're showing you have all of this extra money to throw away to bring these girls who are already rich on a fucking brand trip for free, why wouldn't you flip that? And I'm, I'm not buying from Glow Wrestling. I'm on their fucking PR list. They're going to rip me right off of that PR list. <laughs> I have gotten taken off so many PR lists for fucking talking shit. But it's just like, it's just like, uh, I, I don't feel like I'm talking shit. And maybe it comes off a little bit assertive. But I'm just from, from an influencer who is privileged. I have privilege, right? Like I, I'm... I'm obviously not in the millions of followers, but I know what the fuck is, I know what it looks like, but I find ways to help any way that I can. I just don't post it because I feel like it's very tacky, like, but I feel like it's not tacky if it's a, okay, you're already posting the brand trip, that's tacky. Why don't you help, why don't you go influence people to help their community? You got all this influence, right? Go influence people to help their community. Now, for the girls who say yes to going on the trips, I don't blame them. Oh, I was in my 20s once before, bitch. <laughs> Take the free trip and live your life. But as brand owners and how you want your brand represented and how you want people to remember you and how you want people to know where their money is going. So you mean to tell me everyone who bought Glow Recipe in 2022, their money went to send, their money went to sending fucking Alex Earl and her best friend to Jackson Hole, Wyoming for a week, making beautiful hat. Like, I'm jealous. I want to make a fucking cowboy hat. Making a cowboy hat and fucking skiing and having fun and drinking and what? That's what it went to? Mm. That's how I think of it. I'm very into buying locally, supporting small businesses, when I can, obviously, like I fucking use Amazon. I'm still a human being and no one's going to do everything perfectly, right? Like you can't be the moral police and expect everyone to do everything perfectly. But if I had a brand, if I had my own brand with an influx of funds, guess where we'd be at? The fucking animal shelters, bitch. (laughs) We would be working with Chow Chow Rescues or something. I would pay these influencers or whatever, take them on a free, and maybe they won't do it because it's not a free glamorous trip, but I think they would because it would be good for their PR, no? Like, I'm thinking, especially after Michaela's scandal with Lashgate and supposedly, allegedly lying, would seeing her going to volunteer and, and help people on Skid Row do their makeup and make them feel good and talk to them like human beings and really be in a community or maybe there's a community maybe there's a shell a woman shelter in uh where does she live massachusetts boston in massachusetts that she can go volunteer like why why the brand trips still like we haven't moved on from that i just thought that was weird like the brand trips and stuff so if any brands (laughs) if any brands are listening i i really think that's the next direction and I think it would be great for everyone and also to influence people get to get into their community now I realize that if you're working fucking 40 plus hours a week on your day off I doubt you want to be down a skid row I doubt you want to fucking be at an animal shelter I get it it's not the easiest thing to do but that's why I think that when people have such a privileged life and it's so much easier for them to make their money 
Maybe there's places that they can help others not suffer so much. Obviously, you can't save the fucking world with influencers and you can't clean up Skid Row and you can't get every fucking dog adopted just because you're a pretty influencer, but it could help a little bit. No, like I feel like wouldn't any little bit help and then you're and then you're influencing the people who love you so much to do something good today. Even if the message is do something good today, like instead of ordering from Amazon, why don't you look locally? Maybe there's a mom selling what you're looking for and she could use that $20 bill. Even if it's small, you don't feel better doing something a little bit good. That's the type of shit I want to see. Like, I don't want to fucking see these girls skiing for free and shit. Like, (laughs) there's no education to it. There was nothing useful. And I doubt I'm not the only one. Like, I, I, I'm going to assume that there's more people who, uh, who would agree with me. That you have all of this money, you have the time, and you have the resources to actually help something. Whatever cause resonates with you. You could help something. Why not do that? Why the fuck are you going skiing and shit? And not even promoting the brand. Like barely promoting the brand. Barely. Barely. Nothing about the trip made me. I literally get PR and like their products and still nothing about the trip made me want to go purchase something, whatever new they fucking released from Glow Recipe. If anything, I'm more like, oh, (laughs) I don't know about that. Like all that money, you couldn't, you couldn't help something, something. Like there's no animal you love that's like going instinct or like <laughs> you know, there's no like cancer cause or something you feel passionate about. Like nothing. Wow. Like prison reform. There's so many different topics. There's so many fucking things where people need help and none of that. How about like domestic violence victims? How about like, oh God, I could really go down this hole sex trafficking victims. There's so many different, that, I think that's what I would do, by the way. I would help Chows just to help Chows, but the real money would go to abuse, sex trafficking, things like that. Especially if I had the fucking resource. Glow recipe. 2023, when you got all that money to spend at the end, right? After your sales of this year, if you have extra money, let me know. Let's go help sex trafficking victims. Let's go well, they can't really show their faces, domestic violence, but there's other communities that you could use the money to help. You can make a nice big event and give them free do drops or whatever and encourage people to help someone today, whether it's give a fucking homeless person a sandwich or buy from Facebook Marketplace instead of Amazon. It could be small, but start encur- start encouraging people to do good things. Aren't you fucking tired? of all of the negative. Don't you want to hear about good? So when you scroll TikTok, you hear about somebody died, somebody went missing. This poor mother had postpartum depression and kills her kids. And then here's fucking Alex Earl skiing in fucking Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Like it's fucking dystopian as fuck. Okay. And that's, that's your brand behind that. Instead of, oh my God, look at Glow Recipe there. And I'm, I'm literally targeting them so hard. I'm so sorry. I don't mean just Glow Recipe. It's just the most recent. There's so many brands that do this. Tarte did one. I'm sure there's going to be more brands who are going to be tone deaf and go on a fucking brand trip. But wouldn't you want to be the brand that's behind? Holy shit. They had all these influencers out here um, working for this cause. They raised tons of money. They had so many people out there. 
They helped so many people that day. It made me feel good. Like I want to go volunteer locally. I want to go see if there's a community by me where I can go help someone do something. Wouldn't you want to be that? I don't know. That's my thought on all these brand trips and why there's no representation. I wouldn't be so mad about that because do you really want to be on a brand trip? And that's how you want to be represented. I commented that on her TikTok. If you lost what I was talking about, I was, this came in my head because I saw a TikTok about it. I commented that on her video. I don't know if she responded. I got to check. But I said that to her. I said the brands who aren't tone deaf, who would actually include the people you're talking about, don't want to do a fucking brand trip. Because when they have extra money, they're probably donating it, putting it into a cause, or paying influencers money. That's the other thing. Tarte bare, alleged, let me say allegedly, Tarte allegedly doesn't pay influencers to promote their products. I believe the CEO has said that. I believe she said, I don't, I don't, we don't spend any money on marketing and blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> like that, that means that women of color or people of color who are influencers, that that means they're not getting paid to promote their products. Like there's so many issues with that where it sounds good at first. Like, oh, we don't spend any money marketing. It's all natural. People naturally want to buy our stuff. And that's bullshit. They send out tons of free PR. And then they have all this overload of money where they can go on a brand trip, but they could have been paying influencers money, people who do it on the side to supplement their income. I mean, there's so many better ways to spend all of this consumerism that actually contributes to all different types of communities. And I'm sorry I carry on I carried on about that, but it's only very recent. I've always felt passionate about helping other people, but it's only recently that I realized it starts with your community. Not that I never wanted to help people. I've always done stuff like that. But I didn't realize that it should start where you live. And the more you help the community around you, it spreads out. You help your community. Those people can help other communities. And I that's just been on my mind more. Like, what can I do with the area around me versus, like, donating to a different country? Obviously, like, you know, everybody needs help somewhere. But starting with where you are and the people around you, your neighbors, makes an even bigger difference in the world. Okay, what are we going to move on to? Something else dystopian, the Grammys. (laughs) So there was outrage that Beyonce did not win album of the year. So in my last episode, oh, I meant to talk to you about that. Unpopular opinions. The response was great. I thought some of you were going to be like, can't believe you. No, everybody was kind of like, yeah, no, same page. I get it. I get it. And I really respect that. Thank you. I'm definitely going to be doing a part two. I already started a list for unpopular opinions part two. So make your list because I'll do the same thing and you can write in and I'll read yours and then I'll read mine and we'll do that in a couple of weeks. Um, Okay, so back to the Grammys. I don't watch the Grammys. I don't watch award shows because I just don't find it that interesting. I feel like even if you don't watch it, you're just gonna see it on social media the days following anyway. Like I didn't even need to watch it and I already know what the fuck happened there. I know what everybody wore just because it's pushed in your face. Um, And I also think it's weird. Like can't you just buy, don't they buy these nominations and stuff and then everybody goes up and acts like they didn't know? It's like fucking weird. Anyway, people are mad that Beyonce didn't win album of the year and claim that she wasn't actually late, but 
she showed up later because she didn't want to go unless she knew that she won. And that the Grammys constantly play games with who wins what because you could buy it. Listen, the whole thing is fucking crazy. I don't get, I guess because, I don't know. Like if everyone, if all the musicians, excuse me, I'm taking in so much air because I'm talking so much shit. If all the musicians know that it's kind of bullshit, why even go? But I guess it's good press and stuff because Harry Styles won album of the year and he was like, this doesn't really happen to people like me. And everybody's like, what do you mean people? Like, what do you mean it doesn't happen to people like you? The f- He's fucking Harry Styles. Like, what was that? But he's a humble king. Like, give it a fucking break. It's just a whole bunch of fucking bullshit. Harry Styles is another one. He gives me a bad vibe. I know he's very cute. He's very handsome. But I don't think he's as, quote, kind. Doesn't he? Everything is like, be kind. I don't think he's as kind as his branding makes people believe what else happened there oh madonna's face don't let me catch you talking shit don't everyone's talking shit about her pillow face but what did we talk about on episode one mean girl fantasies there are tons of male actors who looked similar rest in peace ray liotta how come nobody's talked about that as poorly but because she was the host, was she the host of the Grammys or something? And people are tearing her apart. Do you know how hard it is to age in front of millions of people obsessed with you? She probably tried injectable. She probably went to her dermatologist and was like, I hate how I look. I'm I'm getting older. I don't like how it looks. I don't have a, I don't like how it looks. She probably got a bad referral. She don't have time to research for a fucking dermatologist. She asked her assistant to get her a fucking appointment. She got an appointment and it didn't go the way she planned. It's devastating to grow older in a world that is obsessed with youth, especially as someone in the spotlight, especially when your job is your face. It's really fucking hard to, quote, age gracefully. You're not going to want to do that. When all of these girls look absolutely beautiful, getting all the stuff done, and they're younger by the day, and she's Madonna. I mean, I could absolutely see how the pillow face phenomenon happened to her face after years and injections, and who knows what she tried. If she tried to reverse it, if she tried to fix it, who knows what the fuck happened. There's so many different procedures that can lead to that, and it's not... Why did she do this to her face? And oh my God, who did she go to? It could it could have been a combination. It could have been just a bad reaction to filler. Some people's faces don't hold it well. Like, first of all, I don't recommend filler. I already told you that. Get a new face. Don't fucking do the filler. Drink your water. Eat avocado. You know what I'm saying? Like, do the best you can, but the fillers are just not a good idea. They're eventually going to sag. This is what happens. It's inevitable. They sag down, they move in your face. It's just not a good idea, okay? But I understand how people get there because comparing yourself to other famous younger women, she's probably going to want work done. I think she just didn't research, which sounds very celebrity to me because... When the fuck, you think she's going to get on Google and, and read realself.com and go through fucking reviews? No, she probably said to her manager or her friend or her assistant and was like, I, I, I need something done to my face. What do I do? And they were probably like, oh, we'll go here. And, you know, all the girls on TikTok, they get their, they get the filler done. They look so young. And that's what the fuck she did. 
I think she probably should have done with like Kim does is get little lifts early on. Say if like around, don't do this, but this is how you look the best older. Around like 35, you start doing mini lifts. You could even start younger. Mini lifts, take everything up a little bit. Do the lasers to tighten the skin. Um, You don't even need to do like Botox. You do the lasers to tighten up the skin, red light therapies, good hydration. You stay out of the sun, things like that. And you do that continuously, especially if you're famous and have money and resources. That's how you avoid the pillow face. But I can absolutely see that how that happened. And I really don't like the picking on her because to me, it doesn't look like, oh, my God, look at Madonna. What the fuck did she do to her face? It looks like, wow, she had a really hard time looking at herself after a certain age. That's not sad to you. That's sad. When women look in the mirror and they see how they age and they see how different they look and they miss how they looked younger, that's not because of their own self-hate. That's because society has convinced us that younger is more beautiful. And I believe she's a victim of it. And I think it's really fucking mean to be like, look, what the fuck did she do to have face? (laughs) Isn't that what it sounds like? Oh my God, did you see Madonna's face? Do you feel better now? (laughs) Did it make you feel good because you don't have a pillow face? That's really what it is. It's a mean girl fantasy. It's taking a shot at someone who you'll never meet. You'll never talk to. You don't know her. She's not your friend. She's not your family. So you don't feel that guilt inside of talking shit. But you're fulfilling your mean girl fantasy of unloading on this woman who clearly was struggling with getting older. Which everyone is going to go through. Some of us are going to be fine with it. And some of us aren't. It's really sad to see. It's really, really sad to see a woman over a certain age be so unhappy with how she looks that she pays money to change it can't just look at herself in the mirror that's sad it's not something to make fun of it's not something to bully especially on fucking social media oh my god I hope she comes out and slanders everyone because I thought that was so mean and unnecessary and it's like as if people aren't going to get older themselves like what anyway I'm just like being a fucking bitch now (laughs) The other thing I want to talk about, Ben and Jen. Did I tell you guys that I don't buy their relationship? Do I think they have chemistry? Sure. But so I'm moving my slippers around because I got to put some on my feet. The whole thing is crazy. I feel like left and right, we're seeing clips of her like scolding him. Have you seen these videos of where she's like scolding him and lip readers are saying that he's asking for a drink and she's like no you said you weren't gonna drink I don't know if this is real I really don't I don't know if these are professional lip readers or what but there are so many clips at this point of Jen snapping on Ben and I don't know I'm just not buying it like I just think she's one of those people that's like full of shit to me like she I don't know what it is I don't read her as, as authentic I don't I just read her as disingenuous And I feel like he struggles with addiction and they have a toxic relationship. And it's the epitome of you got back with your ex and you really thought it was going to be something. (laughs) And then you remember why you didn't get back together in the first place. Like it's, it's one of those things like, oh, you got back together and it's the honeymoon period. And oh my God, it's so great. And then a couple years down the line, for them, it's hitting a little bit sooner, in my opinion. But usually after a couple of years, it's like, oh, okay, this is why. Like when the honeymoon period passes, then you remember why it wasn't working out to begin with. 
everyone is saying like Jennifer Garner is like, well, you wanted him. <laughs> oh my God, it's probably so true. All right. We're going to move on. Oh, I have one more thing. It's also going to be Cher's birthday next week. My little Cher, not the Cher. Chow Chow Baby Cher. Okay, she's going to be two next week. So I think next week I'm going to do a Cher episode. I know that's very boring for some I know like not every, everyone is interested in my identity of being a dog mom. I literally made it my whole identity. <laughs> But I am going to do a share episode because, first of all, it was requested. And second, some people are interested. So you could skip over that one. But I really do want that on my podcast. I think I'm going to do video just because she's so cute. But she is really fucking lazy. So she'll probably walk away from the video. Okay. So maybe I could just like have her on for a little bit. I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm going to do a share episode next week because next week she turns to. Yes, I am having a party for her. I got decorations. I got her a crown and a tutu and balloons and gifts and T R E A T S. <laughs> I can't say it. She's sleeping by my door. Um, I'm doing all of it. Okay. I'm also going to make cookies. They're not for her, but I'm making Valentine's cookie boxes from her because she's a Valentine's Day baby. Her birthday is Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I just wanted to tell you guys that's what next week's episode is. In case you wanted to skip over it. Okay, let's get into the main topic. Hold on, let me pull it up. I gotta pull up the questions. I gotta pull up the questions. Oh, one of these is good. (laughs) Holy shit. All right, I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but I can't say her name. Made out, are you ready? Made out with my best friend's boyfriend when they were together years ago. No one ever found out. Now we are reconnecting our friend group, but I feel fake as fuck. I was in a bad place back then. Immediately regretted it. Now happily married with a kid. She's no longer with him, but I'm scared to get close with her again. And somehow this is going to blow up in my face. Well, (laughs) everything in the dark will come to light. I think that unless you're going to tell her yourself and see if you guys can go past that, I think if you don't lead with honesty, it will absolutely blow up in your face. Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. But think of it like, oh my God. Okay. Think of it. I would think of it like if, if I was that woman, if I was that girl where If I was in that situation, but I was the other girl and someone was pretending to be my friend, which has happened to me, that to me is the bigger fucking betrayal. Like you're over here pretending to be my friend. And this is what, this is the type of person you were or are. That's worse. I would rather know and then make the decision myself. Like I would rather know if you went to her and said, listen, I miss you. I want to be friends again. I need to tell you this. I hooked up with so-and-so back when, and there's no excuse for it. I've grown since then. I've changed since then. And looking back, I realized I was just so insecure. I would have fucking hooked up with anyone who wanted to. I was just, because that's what it is, the need for validation. 
I was so insecure. I was a fucking loser and I'm not proud of it. I feel terrible about it, but I need you to know because I'm not about to be over here being your friend and you think you think we're cool and this is what the fuck I did. So if you don't want to be friends, 100%, I'll take that, you know, but if you do, this is what this is what happened. And I'm thinking I'm thinking I would be cool with them. Maybe not as close because the thing is in your teens and in your 20s, this type of shit happens because like some people are really insecure. And if you are going to tell me you're not, I'm not that insecure. I would never do that. Shut up. Okay. You're not better than anybody else. Sometimes this is how that insecurity comes out. And it's a buildup of things in their life experience that you're just not able to relate to. But it doesn't make them a bad person. People do bad things when they're struggling with their self-esteem, when they're struggling with their confidence. Like, it just happens, okay? And I think if you, if she had the frame of mind of like, okay, yeah, we're all young ones and shit like this happens, you know, it's whatever. You're married. I'm married. Who cares? Like, we're in our 30s. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like to me, it'd be like, ugh, whatever. Especially if you don't even fucking talk to that guy anymore. Like, if you know he's a piece of shit, she knows he's a piece of shit. You, you're you married and moved on. You regretted it. You felt awful. You felt taken advantage of, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's not that serious. Especially if you were younger. Now, if you were in your 30s into that shit, I don't know, girl. <laughs> I don't know. The frontal lobe was developed. And you still did some shady shit, but before 25 or before 30 and they're not even together now and you're not with him either, I feel like what's the big fucking deal? Like, I don't know. Maybe you guys would disagree with me, but I feel like in your 20s, it's so messy. Like, Jesus Christ. Now, personally, I've never touched anyone's boyfriend because I especially not like any of my friends, like, first of all, we don't have the same type. We never did. And I don't like that. Like, I need you to be obsessed with me. Like, (laughs) spotlight syndrome. It's more so I'm not attracted to anyone who's attracted to my friends. That shit will piss me off. Like, I'm not attracted to you if you're attracted to my friends. Like, you're immediately, like, not a person anymore. You're immediately like not sexual in any way if you're dating my friends. So I don't condone it. Do you hear Cher? She's fucking going nuts. We're probably getting a package. I ordered so many fucking things for her birthday. It probably is a package. Let me check my ring camera. Okay, baby. Okay, baby. the package okay he's gone I don't condone it and I don't think there's many excuses besides like young people are dumb like it is what it is I've done terrible and dumb shit in my 20s but and in my teen years but I've never been like I don't want nobody's fucking boyfriend or husband because you need to be obsessed with me (laughs) and if you're not I'm just not attracted. I'm not attracted to people who are hard to get. I've never been that type of person. So I've only found connection with people who are only about me. If you're not obsessed with me, I'm not into it. So 
it's not something I've ever done where I'm trying to defend it. I just feel like people really moral police in their 20s, like, and try to judge every little thing and not realizing that once you come out of your 20s, you realize how fucking hard it was. And you think you're going to make all the best decisions and you're not a kid anymore and you're not a teenager anymore. And, and, you know, you're going to be the best you could be. And then when you get past 20 and you look back, you realize how fucking hard that shit was. Like, no wonder you made mistakes. Like, it was so, it's so fucking hard to be in your 20s. Okay, moving on. The next question. This is dating advice. You know, you know the topic. Dating advice. What would Tina do? Blah, blah, blah. I feel like someone is using me and doesn't actually want to hang out with me anymore. And maybe it's because I'm PMSing that I feel so sad because they are just not nice to me. So I'm intending to be with my other friends and ignore that person and not meet them anymore. I don't have something to give them. I just want to be the one... I just don't want to be the one giving all the time just for a scrap of attention. If that's how you feel, then you're right. Don't gaslight yourself out of thinking, just try to give them excuses. If this is someone you're dating or another friend or something, if they're breadcrumbing you, meaning they're giving you very little for all that you give them, it's probably the case. And if you're interested in them where you need more attention from them, don't reach out. Just let it go. Don't, don't try to make it fit and don't over observe and don't hyper fixate and try to turn it into making yourself feel bad about it. Sometimes people just don't vibe. Like it's not always like when you, when you're dating someone and it's not working out or you break up, it's not always like, oh, he doesn't deserve me anywhere. She doesn't deserve me anyway. Relax. Okay. Sometimes people just don't fucking vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll use a personal example because I I feel like I don't know how to explain it otherwise. Let's talk about my exes, right? I don't look at it like, oh, well, they didn't deserve me anyway. We didn't fucking vibe. Whether we deserved each other or not, we don't have nothing in common. It would have never have worked. We don't have nothing in common. So it's not like, did they did they cheat or whatever? Sure. Great. Yes, they did. Are they assholes for cheating? I don't even know at this point because as an adult looking back, we were not going to connect no matter what. It was never going to connect. At the time, I felt like it was so dramatic and such a hard pill to swallow. But after years of self, you know, inner work, shadow work, self-evaluation, blah, 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 just being an adult and maturing, you realize that not everything is like about you. Not everything is about you. Sometimes it's just, oh, we like don't click. Because when you click with someone, you don't have to think about it. Whether it's a friend or a job or romantically, you don't have to think about it. Sometimes you just don't click with people. Sometimes you just don't have that personality for them. Sometimes you just don't really offer the conversation that, like, it just doesn't work. Does anyone need to be at fault? Not really. But if you have to question, if you're thinking about it, if you're tearing it apart, if it's making you sad, it means it's really not meant for you. Just, like, fucking let it go. And you could be kind and cordial and, like, meet up for drinks later down the line if you want to. Not everything needs to be like all or nothing. You could accept things for what they are and just be like, oh, we don't like click that way. But what I'm looking for is someone who's all about me. 
I want all the attention. I want all the affection. I want, you know what I mean? Like make your own list of what you're looking for, whether again, it's friends or romantically. Even this is about a friendship. Um, I actually want to do an episode on this, like low maintenance friends versus high maintenance friends. I'm one of those low maintenance friends, meaning you don't need to text me every day. I'm not going to notice. You don't need to apologize if you didn't answer for days, might not even notice. Not in like I don't care about you way, because if you if you call me and you need me and something's wrong, I'm going to be there. I'm going to care. If your boyfriend cheats on you, I'm going to try to kill him. Like, I'm going to care, but I just don't need constant attention and reassurance. We could go three months without talking, but you're like, hey, babe, want to grab a drink tonight? And I'm free. I'm going to get a drink with you. And it's, that's it. No qualms. Like, I'm not even thinking about, oh, I haven't heard from you in three months. No. I'm thinking you have a whole life. You have bills to pay. You have a partner. You're busy. You got shit going on. Like, it's no big deal. No big deal. We'll hang out when we hang out. I love you. That's it. But if you're a person that is high maintenance and you need texting, check-ins, a, a weekly hangout or FaceTime and all of these different things, find friends that work for you that way. But don't try to make your low maintenance friends high maintenance people. Like it's not always about matching energy. If you need to match energy and feel that way and feel very slighted about it, maybe that's just not a good friendship for you. Maybe you should go seek out other people who also need high maintenance in their friendship and they need constant reassurance and then you can get that you can get that from them, but don't like make someone else who is low ma- I've had that happen to me a lot. People make my low maintenance way of friendship very much about them when really it's never been about them. (laughs) It's never been about them. You don't take it personal. And I'm sure there's others. I'm sure some of you listening are like this as well, where it's not personal. You just, there's so much shit happening at once. You don't have the state of mind to always like, hey, like what's going on? And then take out two hours to have a full conversation. You don't have like, things come up, you're not answering the text. I don't take that shit personal because I do it all the time. I'll be in a full conversation, share needs me for something, and then I don't answer till like three days later. <laughs> like, and it's not personal. I still love you. I care about you. If something happened to you, I'd be devastated. If you need me, I'm going to be there. You need help with something, you don't feel good, I'm going to be there. But constant communications and check-ins, like if we're in high school, I can't do it. I can't keep up with that. Too many things on my to-do list, babe. Like way too, and I'm an entrepreneur. Like I don't get to like, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't get to, there's no PTO over here. (laughs) There's no fucking PTO. Like it's hard to do that. So make sure you're not taking these moments super personal when one, you just might not be clicking and two, it might not even be personal. Like why don't you think outside of yourself and think like, what's going on with this person? Are they okay? You know what? It's not my business. If they wanted to tell me, they would tell me. If they need me, they would need me. Period. Like, not everything is about you. And you don't need to gaslight yourself and start thinking like, oh, maybe it's not like that. No, it probably is like that. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's because of you. They might, that just might be the type of person that they are. Ooh, this one's good. Been sleeping with my ex on and off. It's good. (laughs) I feel more free with my sexuality since... 
breaking up. You know, I don't blame you. I get it. I fully fucking get that. Let me tell you something. Now that we're on Valentine's Day. Um, one of my, it's so hard to pick a favorite. Now, if you didn't know this, Valentine's Day is one of my favorite holidays. Okay. I'm a cancer, babe. I might be double fire, but I'm still a cancer. I love fucking Valentine's Day. I love it outside of romantically. I love hearts and purple and red. You guys know this. I love purple and red together. I love purple, red, and pink together. I love hearts. I love heart-shaped things. I love chalk, all of it. I just fucking love Valentine's Day. I always did. I remember in high school, I loved it. I just like it. I, oh, I remember I told you about the bin my mom gave me. She kept everything. There's fucking Valentine's Day cards in there that I made her with like glitter and heart. I loved it. I always loved it. And one of my favorite Valentine's Days was when I was single. I was single. Well, um, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't single, but I was acting single. And it was one of my favorite Valentine's Days. I just felt so free and I felt for for being in my 20s and I had come out of a really toxic situation and then I was finally free and just doing whatever I want, no matter who it hurt romantically. And it was very freeing. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And again, it was one of my favorite Valentine's Days because I had three boyfriends. They all got me flowers. And I, the way I got out of a Valentine's date with just one of them and not getting caught, this is so bad. <laughs> I went to therapy for this, so don't, okay? I went to therapy for this because I felt bad later, so shut the fuck up. I had three boyfriends, and to get out of going on a date with just one and getting caught or whatever, I went on a Galentine's date with my best friend at the time, and it was lovely. We had so much fun. We dressed up, we did our hair and makeup, we wore heels, we went to a nice restaurant, we ordered drinks, we had food, like it was just so much fun. Just us. And meanwhile, she had a boyfriend, I had boyfriends, like I was having a great time. I just felt free, it was exciting. You don't need a partner to feel free and exciting. And that that's basically what I'm trying to tell you because I know Valentine's Day is coming up and I know that some people hate it. Like, I know there's a whole thing of like, Ugh, I fucking hate Valentine's Day. <laughs> I get it. I know. But don't center it around um, a romantic partner. Center it around about how cute it is. Well, if you don't like red and hearts and stuff, like, okay, that's different. But you can go with a friend and have fun. We went out and there was all couples there. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't do the restaurants now anymore for Valentine's Day. No fucking way. It's like not... <laughs> It's a pain in the ass to go to dinner on Valentine's Day now. But it was all couples and we were the only, well, maybe they thought we were together. I don't really care what anyone thought. It was all couples like man and woman. And because this was over 10 years ago. And um, we were the only two that were just friends or maybe they thought we were together. I don't really know. But it was fantastic. It was a great time. We had so much fun. And I've always made sure Valentine's Day was fun for me, no matter what the situation, because I like the holiday. 
anyway, I don't think it applies to what she was saying, but I think it kind of does. Like I was free. I was having fun. I know exactly what she's talking about. And I really encourage it. If you're single right now, hook up with a fucking ex or be single and free, but enjoy yourself. Also, I understand the ex part because dating men and men, because I feel like maybe dating women isn't as scary and dangerous, but dating men and trying to hook up as a single woman or single person wanting to date men is so fucking scary because you have to wonder if they're going to try to kill you, choke you. Like, it's so scary. Going on dating apps is scary. So to just hook up with an ex, it's like familiar and it's not as scary as long as he's not abusive, obviously. Like, I get that. You know what I mean? Obviously, like, your friends are probably like, why are you even talking to him? Well, because I don't want to meet a fucking stranger and get killed. Like, I understand. It's so hard to be single now and go on the apps and, you know, to be a woman in general. It's just so scary. So good for you. And I'm glad you're having a nice time. And I hope that even though you guys are exes, I hope you stay single and I hope you get more boyfriends and I hope you get tons of flowers for Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay, the next one. Oh, I think this one's going to be sad. Boyfriend of five years broke up with me in December. Says he wants to get together in the future. But for now, he just wants us to individually work on ourselves. Thoughts? Okay, so she was saying boyfriend of five years broke up with me in December. Says he wants to get back together in the future. But for now, he just wants us to individ- individually work on ourselves. And then she's asking me, what are your thoughts? And she said, I want to do it together, grow together, but he just wants to be alone, wants to stay with friends. I don't know what the question is. I guess, how do you feel about breaks in this situation? Sorry for blowing up the question box. And she also added, we got together at 16, 17, and now 21. Baby, he's doing you a favor. Run. He's doing you a favor. Don't blame him for this. He's making a smart decision. Listen to me. I know it hurts, okay? And I've been in the situation. I know people who have been in the situation. Listen. Go be single. Go be single. You're only 21. Go be single. Go have fun. Go meet people. Go think about yourself only. Please. Don't worry about what the fuck he thinks. Okay? He did you a huge favor. He did you a huge favor. Let him, you don't want to, you're insane. Listen to me. You do not want to be with someone from 16 to 21 and then grow old with them. They need to go and explore the world and learn about themselves and grow and learn what they really want. Do you really want to be married with two kids? And then he figures out you're not what he really wants because he never had time to explore that. There are so many options. Go date. Go have three boyfriends. (laughs) Go cheat. Go lie. Go date a million people. Go and explore. You are 21. Okay. Go have fun. You're going to have the best time. And so is he. This is, this sounds very healthy to me. I'm sorry. And, And I know that it's probably so hurtful because a breakup fucking hurts. You have to like mourn someone and they're still alive. You have to change your routine. You, They're your best friend. I get it. 
okay? I get it. And like I said, we've all been there. Mourn it. But while you're mourning it, find a new routine. Add something. Like if you don't go to the gym, start going to the gym. Start investing in yourself. All the time you invested into the relationship, all the time and consideration you put into your relationship, put into you. Make this what I want you to do. You asked me for my thoughts on it. This is what I want you to do. Make a vision board. I don't care if you need a glue stick and cut out pictures or you use a fucking Canva app. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you make a Pinterest board. I'm checking in. I wrote down, I know, I'm not going to tell everybody else your name. I know your name. I'll be back next week. Home. Here's the homework, guys. And this is for anyone who needs it. So homework, vision board. Okay. I want a vision board by next week. I have my own. And one of those things already came true. I'm not going to tell you, but we'll see at the end of the year. Because one of my things on my vision board already came true. This is your homework. So listen up. Vision board. Okay. While you're crying, cry it out. Cry it all out. Do all the things. When you're done, by next week, I want a fucking vision board about who you want to be by the end of this year, who you want to be next year. I want, put all the focus back onto you after you mourn, okay? So if you need to cry about it and get, collect all the things and the pictures and the fucking hoodies and Whatever you need, put all his pictures in a folder that you can hide. Whatever you need to do, do it all, okay? Cry, get the ice cream, put the music on, get some wine, whatever you need to do, cry it out. And then the following day, get on Pinterest and start looking up all the things you want. I don't care how extravagant it is. I don't care if you want a fucking Rolls Royce. I don't care if you want a two-floor penthouse in Miami, I don't care if you want to be a billionaire. I don't care. Whatever it is you want, right? Your biggest, wildest dreams plus your small ones. Maybe you want to change your hair. Maybe you want to change something about your body. Maybe you want to change careers. Maybe Whatever you want to change. Oh, I want it all on one board. You need to shop your new life and your new routine. And you don't need to figure out how you're going to do it right now. But you need to change the focus from... I want to grow old. I want to grow with him to I want to grow, period. It's not about him. He made his choice, babe. He made his choice. And when he made his choice, he did you a huge favor. You need to make your choice. Choose you. You're the only person who's ever going to choose you. Do you understand that? Make the vision board because what the vision board will do is put you in a frame of mind of focusing on yourself and rewiring, oh, what do only I want? And think of it as a single person because here's the trick to a relationship. Relationships aren't, what are we going to grow together? It's, what are we going to just do together? This is what I have. This is how I grow. I grew and I'm going to share it with you, but it's not necessarily Like, not at 21 anyways. No way. Start rethinking everything you want for you. Focus on yourself. Did you know that when women get diagnosed with a cancer, and no matter what stage it is, they give them a pamphlet, and in the pamphlet, it helps them prepare for divorce because most women who are married will lose their husbands after they get sick. Okay? Listen to me. I get it. We're all in love and blah, blah, blah. Relationship, relationship. I get it. 
but just don't make it your only priority and your only future and the only thing you want. Don't do all that. Don't play head games with yourself about, well, I wanted to grow together. No, cut it out. Rewire and focus on yourself. And when you meet a nice man down the road and you love him and whatever, you could share what you have, but you'll, you'll know you still have your own. It's still yours. Okay, so by whoever needed that, by next week, a vision board about what only you want. Only what you want. And then if you fall in love later, you could readjust it. You could change it every year if you want to. You can you could sell your penthouse and get something with more room for a family. You could do that later. But make some time for just you and do it as long as possible. And putting images to it and shopping for it and looking for it will put you in that state of mind to actually visualize yourself in the situation. Even if you doubt it, like, oh, I'll never be a billionaire. It doesn't really matter. Just pick stuff out, put yourself in the frame of mind and understand he did you a huge favor, huge favor. Also, you never want someone who doesn't want you. And I don't necessarily even think that this is bad. Like, I don't think he did anything wrong. You guys got together so young. Now you're both 21. There's so many options. It's way too young to commit. It's way too young. Go and have fun and enjoy yourself and think about what you want for you. And I'm fucking checking in next week. I already wrote down your name and everything. So I'm not going to air you out, but we'll be back next week to check on homework. I already have my vision board. So, I mean, I'm not single, but I'm also 31. Um, But I've always, what I wanted, what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like hyper independence, even in a relationship is fine. It's like have your own friends, have your own plans. You can live together and not do everything together. We both go to the gym. We do not go to the same gym. Like you could be super independent and also be in a relationship, but it's more important to focus on it when you're fresh out of a breakup because you don't want to get into a cycle of only thinking about him and making decisions as if you're in a relationship just because he said, yeah, maybe down the line. No, no, no. Don't hold on to that. Don't hold on to that. If it's going to be down the line, it'll be down the line because it'll be down the line. But it's not going to be based on the decisions you make leading up to that. And also, forewarning, if he sees you out being hot and having fun, he's going to fucking tell you that. Oh, I thought, but then I saw you hooking up with this guy. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it, okay? All right, we got to move on to the rest. Hold on. Got to move on to the rest. Yes, mama. What happened? You need a walk? She's in here. Oh, where is she? Oh, she's under my desk. Hi. (laughs) She walks in and goes right under my desk. Could you imagine? Hold on, guys. I know I should have been better prepared. Too bad. Okay, I found it. Sorry. I think there's only two more. What would Tina do when dealing with a friend with benefit situation? I don't believe in love anymore. (laughs) Well, I'm guessing if you are calling it a friends with benefit situation, it means you had the discussion and decided. Do you hear her fucking pause? She's making this about her. Cheech. Okay, we'll go, mama. Can you wait a couple minutes? She's just staring at me. Mom, you wait a couple minutes? Okay. 
I'm guessing that if you have a friends with benefits situation, you decided on that and you both consented to it. And if you're still trying to make a friends with benefits situation a relationship, you're the problem. I think if you are actually looking for love and a relationship, go to places where people do things that you like to do. Go to places where you have common interests. If you like to work, I'm just thinking out loud, but if you like to work out, go to a gym and put out the vibe that you're looking. If you like to go to church, go to church and put out the vibe that you're looking. If you like pottery, if you like whatever you're into, go to those places and go with the vibe that you're looking. Also, something you should do is tell people you're looking. Tell people, like if you don't wanna go on dating apps, if you're not gonna do all that type of stuff, why don't you say, hey, I'm like, I'm looking to date someone, I'm lonely, I really wanna be in a relationship, I have so much love to give. If you don't even single, can you put it out there for me? If you if you think you know anyone for me, let me know. Because if it's someone's friend and they're also friends with you, you guys have a common interest, look in the spaces where you exist. And chances are you will vibe better. You'll have a better response. Another thing to do is if, you, if you're really, really looking, I would go on dating apps. I would just be careful about it. I think I've told you guys this before, set up plans when you go on dates. Tell a friend, bring an air tag, describe. I mean, if my friend was using dating apps and wanted me to come sit in the same cafe and just pretend like we don't know each other, I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like, he's not gonna know that we're friends. I'll sit back here and just watch you guys and make sure he doesn't try to kill you in the bathroom. Like, (laughs) don't go home with anyone. Do background searches. There's programs you can look up. It's like probably $5 a month, especially if you're dating. Look up background searches. Look look them up on social media. Utilize critical thinking skills. Utilize LinkedIn. Look everything up because you have to prioritize your safety. But if you, I tell anyone this, if they're if they're wanting to date and find love, put your fucking vibe out there and actually look. Don't be, oh, I have social anxiety. Like get it together, put yourself out there, tell people, go get a new hobby maybe, put yourself in new spaces. Just like when you're networking for opportunities and a job, I've always found amazing opportunities and networks and and things like that when I just went. I just showed up to the event, I showed up to the place, I showed up to wherever I was and I met more people. And then you meet more people and then you meet more people. Like go out with friends, make plans to like go out to a club or something, and maybe you won't meet the love of your life, but maybe it will put you in new spaces and meet new people and meet new friends. And then you go to a dinner party. Like not everything is gonna be, well, I went to the gym and nobody was there. Like you have to, you know, you have to really look at it like as if you're getting a job. If you want something, use intention to find it. Um, As far as love, I always tell people who don't believe in love anymore, Think of it like if you're able to love, it means it exists. It's as simple as that. If you were able to find another person and love the shit out of them, it means it exists. It means it's there, right? If you can love someone, if you're looking to love someone, if you have love that you want to give someone and spend time with and nurture them, 
it means it's real. <laughs> That's it. You just got to find someone who feels the same about you. And it'll take time. But I think in the meantime, just like I told our other friend um, about homework and making a vision board, um, not to be all like manifesty, whatever, but it's more about realign where the fuck your head is. If you are looking for love, be intentional. You know, make a fucking love vision board. Write down what you're looking for. Write down what you need. What is your love language? And then in the meantime, take care of yourself because you know what's really attractive? Confidence and happiness. I don't know about you, but when I was single, something that was so fucking uh, off-putting to me was lack of confidence and that fucking bullshit of like being so doubtful and like the comments, just like already defensive comments. And just you could tell that even if I thought they were cute, I thought they were funny, I thought they were attractive, they were so insecure that you heard it in the things that they said. But the guys who were very confident, no matter what they looked like, I was so attracted to because that's what's like confident and happy people, people who were happy with themselves, people who were happy with their with their life. Change your life to actually have someone fit in there. Because let me tell you something, nobody wants to couple up with someone fucking miserable. That's awful. <laughs> Imagine, I'm not saying you're miserable, but I'm just saying in the meantime, while you're looking, why don't you make it accessible for someone to come in and love you. I don't think you need to change who you are. And obviously it's not that easy to just be happy, but think about you dating others. Do you want to meet someone and he's miserable or unhappy with his job or just like, just fucking miserable, no hobbies, like just a cranky old fuck who is already down on himself. Are you going to find that attractive? Probably not. But the guy who ha- who's, you know, he's working hard to get where he needs to go. He's pretty happy with his life. Um, and he's got friends and he's happy and he does his hobbies and he's smiling and he puts out a good vibe. You're probably going to be attracted to him. The same goes in reverse. If you're single and you're looking, set yourself up to be someone that even you would be attracted to. Set up a welcoming environment. Like first, make a list of what you need because obviously your friends with benefits is not what you want. So you got to put on there that you you can enjoy casual hookups. Okay, that's not for you. If you're if you're complaining about it, it's not for you. It's that's not something you can engage in. And then you make a list of what you do want. You like to date. You like to be taken seriously. You want someone who also believes in love. You want someone who has love to give. You want someone who um, is looking for commitment. Make a list of that. And then you do your physical things. Like what do you what do you attract to physically? What are you attracted to in characteristics? Like what type of guy do you like? Do you like funny? Do you like charismatic? Do you like more stoic? Think about all of the options and write them in lists. And then start living with the intention of like, okay, yeah, maybe my apartment isn't very welcoming if I was dating? Is there anything I could change? Is there anything about my attitude when I talk to people? Is it off-putting or am I welcoming? Do I sound like I'm enjoying my life or does it sound like I'm just miserable? Like use some critical thinking skills and piece it together. And when it comes to do you believe in love? Well, do can you love? That means it's real. Do you love someone? That means it's real. 
We all love someone. That means it's real. Okay, so don't be a silly goose. And also keep your mind open. Sometimes you'll sometimes you'll meet someone and maybe they're not exactly, maybe they don't look exactly the way you want them to or would have wanted to or your type, but you guys click, go with it. Go with it and see what happens. I don't think love at first sight is real. I think that's a little bit of love bombing and unhealthy, (laughs) but I think that love is real. And I think you can, I think with time and getting to know someone, you grow in respect and trust and love and it can happen in unexpected ways, but you have to have your vibe prepared, your energy prepared for that. That sounds very like woo woo, but I think you get what I'm talking about. I also want to talk to, okay, hold on. Can I switch gears? Because I'm going to, oh wait, I have one. Oh shit. This one's a long one. Okay, hold on. This is a long one. This is a long one. Oh, God. Oh, this one's good. Okay. I was going to switch gears and talk about Pam and Tommy, but maybe we'll save that for a different episode because this is a long one and I can already tell that I want to talk about it because of the beginning. Okay. Am I the asshole for ghosting my best friend because of her Joe Rogan wannabe cult leader vibes husband? We've been friends since childhood really attached and closed for the past eight years. But last year I had to start ghosting her out of my life. It doesn't have to do so much with her. She doesn't, she hasn't done anything. Although at the end of this, you'll see how that's always an issue. Her husband, her husband has been giving Joe Rogan wannabe Brian Laundry cult leader vibes. Okay, hold on. Cause Joe Rogan to Brian Laundry is a very big spectrum, and now I'm concerned for her safety. Continuing, he is also rude and has that reputation since before I met him, which was a year before my friend and I got really close. He has said some really prejudiced things about Hispanics to my face, knowing I was born in Colombia. He said to my face he didn't want one of his employees playing Spanish music because it was trashy and he wanted to give an upscale gym where prestigious people attended has he never heard a bad bunny like what the fuck two he was belittling others who spoke spanish and said their accent sounded dirty while mine sounded clean my accent sucks i don't roll my r's and i wouldn't consider my spanish perfect as i only speak to my mom okay so i guess she's also spanish but more like english is the first language i get what she's saying three he makes comments on my exotic looks and my ass, which is so inappropriate. And my friend would just laugh because she cannot stand confrontation of any kind and always undermines and makes fun of things I say. A lot of people don't like him for this attitude that he has. The irony is he'll make fun of me for wanting to try a new challenge or posting too many selfies, yet he will do the same thing, especially as time went on. For the record, I deactivated all my socials at the start of the pandemic to focus on school Except except for Facebook, where I noticed he posts multiple times a day, shirtless with paragraphs for captions. Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Oh, that's so embarrassing. He reposts the same thing on Insta as well. About six or seven years ago, I saw him use violent force on my friend. And the way he got my phone number was by going on Instagram Messenger to ask me to please talk to him since he was crying and upset over the fight. He got so jealous over her talking to a guy during a time in their relationship, they both agreed to keep it 
open, but he goes crazy when she finally does something. It truly was a one-sided situation. And then he called me, which turned out to be his manipulative tactic of hoping I would tell her to take him back since he was crying that he loves her so much. I didn't tell her any of it and realized he was also trying to manipulate me into thinking he was a good guy since I saw him yelling and forcibly grabbing her arms. This is like half of what I wrote in my notes app. If you want to read more, let me know. I would, I think it would be good to hear your thoughts on, on this story. And then she said, okay, I'll send the rest of it. I got to know more. Do you have to know more? As time went on, I realized he was getting really tired of seeing me around. Since the pandemic started, my friend and I took advantage of the time to hang out, work out, and party as much as we could. I was also going through the worst break of my life, and she was just helping to distract me. I could feel him getting meaner, and he would eventually stop acknowledging my presence and my texts, which were fitness-related, and the last time was because his wife told me to ask him a question. Never responded to any of those, started to slow down on seeing her, and hoped he would also calm down and become friendly again, but it got worse for my friend and for me. He rushed their marriage, which, by the way, at the wedding, he completely ignored and walked away from my boyfriend when he was only congratulating him. It was so awkward. And within a year, they got pregnant much earlier than she wanted to be. I feel he pressured or trapped her since she wanted to settle down more and buy a house first. Also, even after their marriage, she would lightly say what her plan would be if they didn't work out. I thought maybe once the baby came, he'd be kinder and softer. Babe, that never happens. They get worse after the baby comes. But he went so cold on me. He completely ignored me at the baby shower, by the way. Wouldn't even say hi, but he only said hi to my boyfriend this time. What the fuck? This guy sounds like a fucking psychopath. The one time I mentioned teaching the baby some Spanish, he would interrupt and say, well, we're moving to Austin and we're getting away from everyone. Since he wishes he was Rogan, he was trying to convince her to move there, which they probably still haven't moved anymore, by the way, probably because his final, I don't know. I think she's getting carried away because the sentence started getting messed up. But she says basically she doesn't think they move there because they don't have the money to move there. They're avid travelers, fitness lovers, and this whole Instagram consists of yoga poses in nature, barefoot with inspiring captions on how to be a better person. LOL. Oh, that's where the Brian Laundry shit comes in. I haven't spoken to her in months, but I understand she was stressed about money and having to keep a full-time job for the baby's medical coverage since apparently the baby was born with a lot of internal deformities. Apparently his karma got to his son. All right, wait, wait, wait. We're going to not going to do all that. He has major debt from failed businesses and it bothers me he won't get a real job to help her and their baby. Yeah, probably because you love her. All I see is him posting several posts a day shirt. Why is he posting so much without a shirt on? In in a Joe Rogan wannabe pod, it's so cringy because if you actually know him, you know he needs two man. He needs what? Oh, you know he's pretending to be a guru. He has barefoot pics in the forest, waterfalls, parks, friends' homes with paragraphs for captions, which by the way, as I creeped this week, just to see he only got anywhere from three to 18 likes a post. He has crazy shifty eyes in person and they look demonic in his pic. What really scared me is that he has four different pages. I could see that he runs with pictures from her leadership resort. He attended posing as a yogi with dead eyes and occult leader vibes that made me shiver. I couldn't even look at the photo for long. He claims to be a life coach, but this never trust a life coach title. But this is the last person on earth I'd want any advice from. 
what's supposed to be his personal account hardly has any pics of her and the baby. I feel he's still cheating on her too. He made his personal page a business page, maybe because of the amount of followers it has. His latest posts, he has his hands wide open like a Jesus photo. I'm worried he will be physical with her or the baby, but she's the type to pretend everything is okay and doesn't do anything. My mom feels I should be there for her, but she has her tribe of new moms that are always together for play dates. He made me feel so unwelcomed by literally ignoring me to my face when I spoke to him. It's to the point where I feel like he got what he wanted and pushed me out, as he has done with other people they had in their lives. Sorry, this is all over the place. I should have edited it beforehand. No, it's okay. This is a tough, this is tough. And it's very sad. Am I the asshole for ghosting her out of my life and not saying why her, why because of her scary husband? I think she's going to snap. I don't know what to do. I don't hang out with her anymore because twice we were supposed to have girls night and she invited him and he would just show up and crash. Okay. Oh, she sent me the, oh my gosh, she sent me a screenshot. (gasps) Oh my God. Okay. It's exactly how she describes. He's not as scary looking as she said. But she said in person, his eyes look like they're dead. But he's not as scary as it sounds. But it's very life coachy. Like one of these posts says, if you want to do great things, make friends with people who hold you to a higher standard. (laughs) Okay. First of all, this is very tough. And I'm sure there's other people who can relate because a lot of people fall out after someone gets married, especially if they marry someone who sounds like a psychopath like this. And the Joe Rogan type husbands are literally humiliating and everyone's worst fucking nightmare. Okay. Like, and listen, I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, but I listen in a way of like, what are these people listening to? Do you know what I mean? Like kind of like watching true crime. Like, you want to know what the killers have on their minds. Um, and I also listen because he has a lot of doctors on. And and he has a lot of people that, like, talk about pyramids and stuff. And those are some of my interests. But do I listen and take everything Joe Rogan says as Bible? Absolutely not. I don't even listen to him. He kind of lets other people talk most of the time. So I'll listen to the scientists and stuff. But I get what you mean as far as like a yogi, like Brian Laundry acting crazy. It sounds, okay, there's so many layers to this. He sounds like a very typical, insecure man who feels very entitled and feels like he can do anything type of shit and just very controlling. And I see signs of abuse and your friend kind of like, hiding out and not making plans is because you see his psychotic ways and she can't hide from you and he can't hide from you. And that's the problem. I don't, I'm not going to say I think she's in danger and I think you should prioritize your own mental health. Like if you can't handle being her friend, then don't. But if this was my friend, I would stay involved 
and not really give a fuck what he's got to say or what he's got to do. And I would just involve myself because I have a feeling there's going to be a time she's really going to need you and she's really going to appreciate that you were there, even though it was tough. And we can get into a friendship conversation later. Like I said, I want to do a whole episode on friendships and stuff. I don't think I'm the best friend in the world. I'm not. I have been a worse friend in the past. But if I can go back and change something, I would have changed the way I treated friends who had a partner that I didn't love. And I wish I would have been a better friend. And I wish I would have been more kind. And I wish I would have had someone tell me this advice. I think your friend is in a really scary situation. Whether he's physical or just verbally, everything you explained describes a really unhealthy relationship. And it's hard to get out of a narcissistic, abusive relationship. It's really hard and it's scary. And mainly because they're manipulative. I'm sure he tells her crazy shit. And I'm sure she's also scared. And it could be dependence as well because now she has a baby. Like it's all very layered and complex. And it's obvious why she would hang out with other moms because it's probably easier to hang out with one people who don't know everything and two someone who gets that okay now she also has to balance taking care of this baby if I were you I would reach out with the most if you can if your mental health can take it if you feel like your mental health can't take it don't be don't even bother because then you'll just end up being a burden as well but if you can handle it I would reach out to your friend and lead with the most love and understanding that you can and tell her, I'm sorry I've been distant. I've been distant because of this. This is how I feel about your husband. But I'm telling you, I love you and I'm going to be your friend and I'm going to be right here. If you want me to come over, I'll play it cool in front of him. Let bygones be bygones. Just because if you react to him and if you stick up for yourself, whatever the case may be, it'll just make it worse for her. You know what I'm saying? Like that could be part of the reason why she's ghosting you or not wanting to talk and shit like that because she knows you know. You know where the bodies are buried. And that's an awful feeling. It's like when you get back with the ex who cheated on you, like you, it's so typical, right? Like you ghost your friends and stuff. Except when it comes to marriage and narcissistic abuse, it's so deeply rooted in manipulation, it's hard to navigate. So you have to try to talk your friend, you have to try to talk to someone who's being manipulated and that's extremely hard. So I would lead with love and just a lot of compassion and just let her know, I want to be here with you. I want to hang out. I want to be here with the baby and I want to support with whatever time I have, with whatever I can do within my schedule, of course, right? So if you need me to play it fucking cool when he's around... I will. If he ever gets physical, that's a different story. But if you need me to play it cool so I could see you, that's what I'm going to do because I love you and I'm I'm afraid. You could tell her straight up, I'm afraid. She might be scared and need you, need someone to see her through, like see her. She might not feel seen or heard. And maybe at first she'll be resistant, but you never know because to me this sounds very textbook. I don't know. I'm not trying to diagnose or like judge someone's relationship you never know the inner workings but to me this sounds so textbook narcissistic abuse I would just be there for her anyway and you know 
laws of power. Like, play it cool in front of him. Let him think he's the fucking big man in town. And gain his trust and be able to take her away from him for a little bit and go get coffee together and, you know, get to try to see her and maybe remind her you're loved. You don't need this. We can get you out of this. Do you need help? Like, I would just offer a lot of love and support. Because to me, from what you described, this sounds like a wife and a mother who's being abused and is in a really tricky situation with a sick child that it's not that hard to get away from. Especially with a kid. It's not that easy to just like throw your husband out or leave your husband and start over. Like it's not fucking easy. He probably doesn't provide much. (laughs) Like maybe he don't even help her, but it's just not easy, especially if they're threatening abuse. It's like, oh, maybe I should just stay here and it will cut down the abuse and he won't try to kill me type of thing. This is very textbook to me. I would offer a lot of love and remind her why you're there and try to take your own personal feelings out of it. But like I said, if you mentally can't be around him either, that's different. You have to prioritize yourself. But maybe you can also talk to her parents, talk to other people who love her and maybe form some type of support. You could also reach out to... Um, get professional advice about um, domestic violence victims or just domestic abuse, just interpersonal abuse victim um, resources and ask a professional what you should do because they'll probably provide you with really good information that maybe I'm not aware of that you could find helpful. Or maybe there's a place you could take her. Like maybe if she says to you, yes, I'm scared, Maybe maybe there's a place you could take her and the baby, like tell him you guys are going shopping and you could take her there. Like there's definitely ways to see through this, but I would not, personally, I wouldn't ghost her right now. I just wouldn't. And I know that's hard because I know that you want to prioritize how you feel and how unhealthy it feels. But if you don't feel like it's too hard for you to stay her friend through this, I would stay her friend. And maybe even apologize for ghosting and just explain, like, it's so intense. Like, I just feel like he's abusing you and it's so hard to watch. So can you at least be honest with me and tell me what's going on? And if this is the case, can we work on a plan to get you out slowly so things don't escalate and I won't add to it escalating, right? Like, I'm not going to argue with him in front of you and make things worse because I did some research. I realized how this goes. I know that it can make it worse for you. But can I, can we please have a relationship? Can I offer you support? Like, what can I do to help you get out of this? Because that is the only way. That's the only way. And I know it's so difficult, but leaving women to fend for themselves against their abusive partner never ends well. They need the support of the women around them. So even if you have other friends that you can band together with, if you have family members she has that you can band together with, that's what I would do. And also look up professional advice and resources in her area. I don't know what state you're in, but resources in her state. That's what I would do for my friend. You know, and I wish I did more things in the past. So maybe it's coming from like a personal place. But I'm telling you from years later after ghosting my friend, not for totally similar other reasons, but I'm years after ghosting my friend and I regret it. I regret it every day. I wish I didn't. It's 
way too late now, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like it's too late for you right now. I think you're in a place where you could text her, apologize, and see what you can offer as her friend since childhood. And if she doesn't want to be your friend anymore, that's a different conversation. And you can't force someone to be your friend. That's different. But if you know that, you know, maybe she still wanted a relationship and still wanted you around and you could find a way to make it work and also help her, I would absolutely do that. I would. Okay. All right. I have to walk share because she's like literally crying. Um, I want to have a friendship episode. I don't know. I don't know how I'll go, go about. I don't know how to go about that. I guess I'll like, I don't know, crowdsource opinions. So send me messages, send me DMs about what you think. Like what about friendships or if you need advice on friendships, blah, 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 blah. Not that I'm good at it, but maybe that's what we should talk about how I'm not good at friendships. Um, Okay, guys, Valentine's Day is next week. There'll be an w- episode on Wednesday. I'm going to do a share episode. But since Valentine's Day is Tuesday before the next episode, I hope you have a good Valentine's Day. No matter what, no matter what, go get yourself. No, wait till Wednesday when everything is 50% off. <laughs> go get yourself chocolates. Go get yourself flowers. Go get yourself something sweet. And listen to me, if you're dating someone and you guys aren't official, Send yourself some fucking flowers, okay? And let them see that other people are thinking of you on Valentine's Day. And when they're like, oh, who is that from? What the fuck? Are you seeing somebody else? Just be like, no, it was the doorman. Let them know that people want you. Is that a little bit toxic? No, because it's true. Because I love you. And if I could, I would send you flowers. So send yourself flowers. Get yourself something for Valentine's Day. Don't make it all about the man. Don't make it all about something romantic. You can love yourself. You can make this Valentine's Day about you. It's a wonderful holiday. Love is great. You can go with your friends. It's adorable. It's it's fun and everything is lovey and pretty. You can make it a nice day, okay? So don't get all like fucking upset and shit because you don't have a Valentine's Day date. Also, my plans are I'm not going to a fucking restaurant because it's just not fun. Like on Valentine's Day, everything is rushed. The food don't taste the same. I think we might pick up some of our favorites and eat it here, especially because it's her birthday. Um, usually we go on vacation or something, but now because we have her and it's her birthday, we don't go on vacation for Valentine's Day. But that's fine with me because you know I want to be with my baby. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to her birthday and I'm going to post pictures. I'm going to post everything on her TikTok and stuff. There'll be tons of content for me. All right, guys, I'm going to go. I'm rambling now and I'm getting a little bit hungry. I love you so much. And to my, to the last, to the last person about your friend, please let me know. Please let me know what happens because I'm going to be thinking of you guys. And now I'm a bit concerned. Okay. Remember your homework, vision boards. We'll talk next week. I love you. Bye.